Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Murder Blows. This week, it is... Wow. Uh, what a wild ride. They actually referenced uh, this case in my favorite movie. If you don't my know my favorite movie, uh, I won't tell you about it. I am going to drop some major trigger warnings for this episode. If you have any issues with rape, sexual assault, domestic violence, etc. <laughs> Lots of mutilation. Maybe not a lot of mutilation. If you have any issues with that, please uh, feel free to skip this episode. Also, if you or anyone you know is in a case of... Uh, where they're being abused, attacked, assaulted, etc., uh, unsafe in their own home, please make sure to call 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. And that is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Um, I'm Violet, and I actually didn't totally fuck this up. Uh, and I'm joined with... Cody. Maisie. And Sasha. And I'm also joined by that sweet, sweet intro music. enough but thank you guys for dealing with my stupid schedule not stupid you're going to oh patty i'm pretty sure i have the stupidest schedule because i miss like half of the podcasts <laughs> you also run like three businesses have a job a kid and a family of animals so i, know. I think yeah. it's okay i'm telling you guys I'm if i have a kid i'm probably gonna quit <laughs> like yeah now we know oh god yeah i totally forgot like that every year our employees request that same week off and Seth works open to close for like a week straight Oof. and I did not have a sitter <laughs> well like, for real though I mean I can hardly take care of myself and do a podcast like let alone taking care of a small screaming shitty shitting antichrist well I mean that I know and plays video games but by 10 yeah. 30 I'm like I don't want to hear anything like, yeah. no offense to you all, but all I hear about is glitches on The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> and what Pokemon do what? <laughs> hey, I love Pokemon. Well, Come on. I love video games too, but... <laughs> yeah, not glitches in The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I was, like, positive as a child that you could, like, cheat most of the systems by, like, half pressing or, like, rapidly pressing buttons. I was so into it. Oh, oh like, barely ejecting your game cartridge? Did you guys do that? Were you, oh, like, yeah. Pull it out a little bit for that one copy, you know, like, copied the Pokemon in the box glitch? I missed out on Pokemon because I was I was, like, too old for it at the time and all my friends were really preppy. So it was seen as like a little boys game. Mm. But now I'll play it. It's fun. <laughs> Let's go Eevee and Pokemon Sword and Shield. Jeremiah says I don't need my own Switch, but I think he's wrong. Oh, you definitely need your own Switch. I have my own Switch. I never play it, but I have my own Switch. <laughs> have you played that goose game? Or the geese game? I've watched people play it. 
because it's fucking funny. This looks hilarious. Dear blowhards, they she means the Untitled Goose Game. It's oh yeah, fucking hilarious. See, I've never even heard of it. I'm oh so my god, out of it. It's great. I watched Jacksepticeye play all of it. Just to put it in perspective, my uh, video game knowledge, if it doesn't come out of Eric's mouth, I have like zero clue. Or, um, for instance, for Christmas, I wanted a video game for our Nintendo Switch, right? Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, I guess for Eric's. It's Eric's Nintendo Switch. I got it for him for his birthday. But, anyways, not important. Um, but I asked for a game and... The game literally came out in like 1997, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, it's just an old as fuck game that they ported. And it's literally like the only thing I play besides Resident Evil 4, which also came out like 20 fucking years and ago. That's what I do though. I get a Switch and then, well, I get like the Wii U and then download Mario 3. And then I get the Switch and download Mario 3. And I end up playing Mario 3 on every single console I have. And says like, why don't you just get the Nintendo out and play Mario Three? And I'm like, cause I don't want to. <laughs> but I can play it on the Switch, and it'll be prettier. Yes. Yeah. Literally, like, it was so funny when I opened Eric like put, uh, but on the Switch, like on a post-it note, and put it on a copy of the game I already had. <laughs> Aww, and I was yeah. like, I already have this game, and he's like, post-it note, post-it note. I was like, oh, thank you! It's <laughs> just something... Just a game I already have. <laughs> it's just something satisfying about playing it on a new new system. Oh, yeah. And My back hurts for... way worse, but worth it. Well, for the Switch, if, if you want to play, like, a Nintendo game or a Super Nintendo game, you can order the Joy-Cons that are Nintendo Joy-Cons, and they're, like, the old school Nintendo controllers, only they're Joy-Cons that go on your Switch. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did. And then I have the Super Nintendo, but I can't remember if the Super Nintendo is actually Joy-Cons or if it's just a wireless Super Nintendo controller. Mm. Can't remember. But yeah, if you go to store.nintendo.com, not sponsored, but if you go there, they have awesome shit like that. The only video game I ever got into, besides like Mario Brothers and Mario Kart, was Sims. And I stand by that. Sims. I thought you liked Sims with the people. The people. Okay. I thought you liked old Kirby. I do like Kirby. I played on the Game Boy, but I don't really count that because that was Game Boy. Because then I played like Sonic and the SpongeBob one. I really love the SpongeBob one. (laughs) The Game Boy was my gateway drug to systems. Yeah, I just didn't stick for me. Like, I tried to play Call of Duty with John and our friends, and dear God, I hated it. Okay, I, I also hate Call of Duty, and I consider myself a gamer. Like, yeah, same. It's okay. But that's just like the only experience I have with like a console and a TV after the age of 20. You yeah. should try Stardew yeah. Valley. Call of Duty is like the worst gamer game ever. It's a bro game. Whoa, that really freaked me out. Me. I was like, <laughs> now I remember what Cody was at work. Am I on? Checks out. <laughs> You know, I can't confirm it is a bro game. <laughs> it is, it is. By all the yelling that happens in my living room. 
play play something relaxing like Minecraft or Stardew Valley. I highly recommend. What's that one? Stardew Valley is you're like a person in a village and you have to make friends and pick someone to marry and plant your plants and mine in the mine and collect stuff and do little okay. mini quests. Oh, that's fun. No, John got me a video game called El Ne Noir because I was like, it's true crime. It's going to be really good. It's just like a lot of driving and I hated it. Yep, I also right, oh my gosh. That's why you get excited. Maisie, I'll get you excited about L.A. Noir. You need to watch when they ported it to VR and what a dumpster fire it was. Oh my god, I bet. <laughs> I did so many pedestrians on that game, thing. it wasn't even funny. I, <laughs> I can't imagine what it looks like in VR. It's so funny. I played uh, this game that was also kind of true crimey by the same people called Heavy Rain. And I remember everyone was talking about all the dope endings they got. And they're like, oh, yeah, I caught the killer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I played the game and none of my people had died, right? Because you, <laughs> like, your characters can literally get fucking murdered. And so none of my people had died. I made one wrong button combination, literally two scenes before the last scene of the game. And everyone in my game, including the killer, died. The killer locked <laughs> himself in prison. I, I don't like, know. I had I one wrong button and it just all went to chaos. And oh, God. Stuff that are so like. Oh, that's funny. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it off. I don't care that much. I was devastated. I was so mad. I was like, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing better than anybody else. And then I slipped one, hit a triangle instead of a square, and boom. My whole... My husband does that. He plays these games. I don't remember the name of this game. But it was some kind of game where, like, your decisions depended... choose your own adventure. Yeah. Well, but it was set up to where, like, this guy was, like, I can't remember the story. It was a fable. No. It was some weird-ass indie God game. The Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, the Telltale games? Fuck those. I fucked that up so fast. Yeah. He evidently, like, he had this man was hungry or something, and he sent him somewhere, and the chef cut him up and fed him to the villagers. The villagers ate him and then got mad. That and was a hard left. <laughs> yeah, he, he <laughs> like the donuts up. in the parking lot. Like. <laughs> he's sitting there laughing his ass off, and I'm like, "What?" And he's just like, "I can't tell you because you know our kid's still awake." And then after Ian goes to bed, he's like, "So I accidentally chopped up this guy and fed him to the villagers," and then like something else happened and i can't remember what it was i'll have to get the whole story from him again but the worst version of the oregon trail i used to play that a lot too ironically <laughs> i heard it say the, the oregon trail the oregon trail oregon <laughs> like you're fucking inside so that was like no that's about right hold this on no reversion is in intestines in a trail okay. you know how there was like there still is probably to this day like off-brand like shitty versions of like disney movies and yes. shit like yeah. you get snow white and the seven like undorbs or something yeah. yeah but you can't tell her your parents like try and pass it off and you're like wait 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 a second what if Maisie just like played like shittier version <laughs> instead of oregon trail she played the oregon trail it's <laughs> like black yeah. market <laughs> She's like, what? What do you mean you died of dysentery? My, I was kidnapped in a hostel, and they took my kidneys. I was just trying to but feed my worry, family. I sold seven livers. Yeah. 
know somebody is going to start a true crime podcast with that name. It's going to be like the Oregon Trail and it's going to have like the little wagon with like little organs behind it. Nope, copy written in Maisie's uh, alternate yeah, there's dollar store there. universe. There's so many stains on the lice canvas on that wagon. <laughs> I don't know where we've gone. Me neither. We went into a dimension I did not expect when we started talking about video games. That's what happens. I still, I still want Sims on Xbox. I think that'd be so fun. Yeah, that's relaxing. That's, that's all. That's all I have. That's relaxing. What do you are you doing? The, the 360 or the one? I don't know. The 360 probably. He's had it since, I don't know, the beginning of time. <laughs> yeah, that's old. But the yeah. one's also been out for a while. Xbox hasn't had anything new come out. Right? Yeah, the one. There's yeah, the Xbox, I'm saying. the 360, and the one. That's what I'm saying. That's the newest one. It's the one. Yes. And it's still pretty old. <laughs> yes. Everybody I know is like, PS4 is better. So, that's the tea on that. I don't know. I mean, it's different. true, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're a you have to say it like that, though. I'm just kidding, yeah. PS4 is better. PS4. <laughs> no, Wait, I'm did your, in... like, hair follicles ever hurt? Yes. What does that yeah. mean? Did you just get it done? And you're just tired of existing. I'm just, yeah, honestly. Okay, the other day, <laughs> or like not the other day. Shit. Uh, in the summer, I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I've ever had seasonal depression." And then my friend Shauna was like, "It hit me in like the third year," and I was like, oh, "Okay," which this is the third year for us here. And I'm like, "I could have never left my blanket today." Hmm. And I think it's, I think it's hit, you know. I went to bed the other night, and I was like, oh my god. I was already laying in bed. I was in bed. And I was like, god, I can't wait to do this again tomorrow night. <laughs> Literally, oh yeah. Like, my alarm will go off, and like, so I do this really uh, cheesy thing where I like tell Eric goodbye every morning, and every single morning I'm like, I can't wait till about 9.30 tonight when I'm in this exact <laughs> same position, except not awake. <laughs> Macy, you're in bed. Just like enjoy it while you can. And I'm like, no, I can't wait to do it again tomorrow. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I can't wait. Sometimes I will like be like falling asleep and be like, oh, this is gonna be so good when I don't have to wake up. <laughs> oh my gosh. There there's two great things in this story. <laughs> A that we are all depressed. Get it. <laughs> yeah what a joy <laughs> because i too am like in my like literally at 8 30 last night i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> and i mm -hmm. didn't go to sleep i just cuddled all the way down and i was like this is it this is the this is the life fam yeah um that's what happens to me only it involves unsolved mysteries yeah Either that or I come home and take a nap at like five to seven and then I'm just wired all night. See, I hate that. No, oh, I hate it. And then I'm exhausted the next day. That's what I did last night. The second best thing is that Violet is so unused to romantic relationships that she thinks that saying goodbye to her spouse or future spouse is cheesy. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> and that's normal. Yeah. There are literally so many moments when I'm like, oh my God, 
everyone like you see me the weirdest looks when I would just cuss out my significant other, just like fucking just yell and call them dumb pieces of shit. And I would never even imagine doing it to Eric. And I was like, why did anyone date me? Like he has made me such a better person. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Every everyone on this podcast has seen me yell at someone I've been with and go, you dumb fucking bastard. Like, yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> That's not okay. 2000 whatever violent 2000 literally before I dated Eric. Not okay. You're in a different headspace now, my dude, my guy. God. Yeah. The best. Feels. Before yeah. you thought you caught feels. I know. I'm very sappy. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm a very sappy individual now. Mm. Yeah, I've cried like three times today. Last night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is all fine. Last night, John worked, <laughs> John worked late, so I was here by myself. And I turned on YouTube and I watched uh, Sophia and Tyler's wedding. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, finish, finish, finish. Fucking sobs. But anyway, I got so tired from crying, I laid down and put a blanket on. And John comes in later and he was like... Oh, I didn't even see you. Like, I heard him, and I, like, rustled out from under the blanket, and he was like, I didn't even see you in there. I thought you were in the bedroom. Like, <laughs> no, I've been here. I was anyway. like, I was like, I have to, so I bought three meals for myself yesterday. Sure. Because I was going to eat them all. I didn't finish them. It was very disappointing. Um, But because I knew I would feel guilty for eating a whole bunch of fried chicken wings, I was like, I have to work out. But I had already watched Sophia and Tyler's wedding on her channel. Ooh. I watched Simply Not Logical um, do the her highlight thing mm-hmm. for the wedding. And I was like, well, I'm going to – I'll watch Tyler's version because it's only mm-hmm. five minutes. Have you ever bawled while doing squats? No. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's got a lot you more of the speeches any other way? It. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. It's got – fucking all these speeches in there and like speeches get me uh, that is the only reason the only thing i'm just like so thankful that like you and jeremiah didn't like have a ceremony because like i would have been inconsolable <laughs> like you should have seen me at Maisie's wedding like fucking Allie and i would just like lock eyes and we'd just be like ugly crying we'd laugh at each other and then go back to crying <laughs> we'd be like <laughs> like it was the worst like That's oh so god hilarious too because we got we planned everything for that wedding and then they got down to the wire and i was like we don't have vows <laughs> we literally just winged it <laughs> i don't i still don't know what i said so that's funny. oh my gosh and freaking uh, when Magical Goo Jelly got married, like, oh, oh man. <sighs> I But as I was watching that, I was like, oh, did I deprive Jeremiah of that experience by not having, because I, I had had a wedding before it was real dumb. So I was like, I don't need another wedding. But, and Jared was like, sure, great. So now I'm like, what if Jeremiah wanted speeches about him? <gasps> but what I if mean, you John can come over and do speeches about him. <laughs> He's a Jeremiah fan now. That's cute. Not that he wasn't before, but he just never really spent time with him. And then I heard Tyler's dad say that, you know, he's always dreaming big and, like, reaching for those dreams. And I'm like, fuck, what would someone say about me? 
I don't want to know. Sasha loves naps. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha is either stressed or depressed. Sometimes both at the same time. That one's scary. No, but you get shit done. Exactly. Like, That's what's happening. Don't make us do <laughs> like fucking podcast bro speeches. I will make you cry. No, no, no. We don't need to do that. <laughs> I will break you. Oh, no, Topic no, no. change. I learned that anti-anxiety medicine is just a sedative. <laughs> Fuck me. Also, if you're on antidepressants, you can't be drafted, so... We're safe! <laughs> I... Yeah. Just kidding. I'm not on antidepressants. Yeah. Maybe I should be this winter season, Because, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Are you taking a B12? No, I should take all the vitamins. You need to take a B12. I need it. Because you're not getting... Maybe a vitamin D supplement, too. Because the sunshine is magical and you need it. <sighs> I tell you these things as if I'm doing them. <laughs> and I literally can tell you, like, body-wise, the day that it, like, turns to being shorter days, I'm like, mmm, depression. Mmm, tastes like brownies that someone burnt. <laughs> yeah, mine's gonna hit about the 700th day of February. I can just tell. It's gonna hit all at once. Well, I'm living it. But um, every day's getting longer now, so. Yes. That's a little better. It's Literally. gonna be, like, 70 this weekend, so... It's still yeah, dark at like four thirty, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, days are shorter, less bullshit to deal with, more naps, more cuddles. Yes, yes, yes. And then when it's summer, I'm just like, it's hot, I'm sweaty, I hate everything. <laughs> Why I'm is really the like, sun up at eight PM? <laughs> there are parts of my body I didn't realize sweat. Uh <laughs> it's the worst. I hate summer. I'm sorry I'm flourishing. I mean not really, but like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this no, is my don't be sorry for that. <laughs> You know what will help you flourish? Exfoliated oh, lips, exfoliated hands, and a well-styled mane. We're talking about our friends at Arcadian and Blank Slate Labs that have quite the array of beauty and grooming products for you to do whatever the fuck you want to do to your body to make it better. You can't be depressed if you have smooth lips. Fact. <laughs> fact. Just straight fact. So get yourself some Blank Slate Labs lip scrub. Uh, hydrate your face in the winter months with their sweet, sweet uni oil. And That's make right. sure that you're exfoliating all that dry skin off your body with a sweet and salty scrub. Ugh, ain't that the truth? Use your scruffy hands. Use your scruffy hands. That's from Arcadian. It is. So no dried hands. I think what's really cool about the scruffy hands is that level of oil in it, like good oils that are moisturizing like help prevent the cracks in your knuckles and around your nail beds it's all them um, coffee oils my dude oh my god i i go to get my nails done because like that's just one thing i can't handle by myself <laughs> um that and my hair obviously um and so i just get my nails done because i don't have the emotional capacity to deal with making myself a better person uh, physically, but I never need to get like my cuticles pushed back or cut or trimmed or anything because I exfoliate with that scruffy hands and they're like perfect. There's like no hangnails. I don't get any of that weird shit. I don't know. I love it. It's great. Blank Slate Labs, Arcadian Grooming. I can't tell if you're raising your hands because you agree or if you have something to contribute. I agree wholeheartedly. I love it. Oh, I was looking at my nail beds. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just like you know like that thing where they're like oh did you know you can't fit a fist in your mouth and you're like <laughs> <laughs> proceeds to jam fist in your mouth you can't oh. lick your elbow and you like look around and you're like 
<laughs> as soon as you're like, I don't have to, they don't have to push down my nail beds. I was like, <laughs> do they? Pro tip, when you're done putting the uni oil on your face, just rub the rest that's in your hand into your nail beds. It's fucking great. Uh, you can check them out at ArcadianOfficial.com. Nope, at ArcadianGrooming.com, at ArcadianOfficial on Instagram, or BlankSlateLabs.com or at BlankSlateLabs for all your needs. And use code MURDERBLOWS while you're there. All over kids for 15% off. Save yourself some money looking like a honey. Ooh. Allie, you can use that on whatever ad you want to. Thanks. You can use that. Give you rights. Give you all the rights. <gasps> I have ghost updates. Ooh, oh, ghost you're updates. really scooping ooh, out ooh. there. Okay. I was going to yeah. go too, but I'll wait. I know. I found... Okay, so I found... Um, I was uh, sitting in Eric and I's room and we were just actually he was at work i was chilling i was about to send a cute selfie to him and then all of a sudden if this is that jesus loves me doll i swear to god oh god no i don't know where that thing is don't want to know okay i know scout had a real good time with it for a while thank god it has disappeared don't know where it is um probably in hell where it belongs um (laughs) (laughs) in a hell i don't believe in uh but so i started hearing banging noises it sounded like someone was like running or like walking in my attic, which hi, welcome to a nightmare. Um, and then as I was taking the video, the very last sound that I caught, because I was like, I couldn't hear a lot of it, like it was getting lighter, was a loud ass bang. And I caught the bang. I hate that. On video. And then Eric texted me, I have a Bluetooth speaker, right? And mm-hmm. Uh, one, I turned it off, but also the battery dies pretty quickly in it. I mean, it doesn't last as long. Not quickly, but anyways, the if the battery dies, like, it just shuts off. But here lately, I don't know how this is possible. It may be a phenomenon. I don't know. But, so Eric was in our room, and he was home alone, and the speaker was out in the kitchen, and all of a sudden, he started hearing, like, noises like uh like bluetooth canceled but like my phone was the last one connected to it no No one else was home like i mean there was no way that anybody like else could have connected to it or anything like that his phone wasn't connected to it and it just kept making noises but so like statistically speaking like even if it had died it just would have been like like power off or something you know and then like died but it does this from time to time it'll be like sitting in the kitchen and it'll just start making noises bluetooth is crazy one it's like one of the least i'm sorry to do this it's like one of the most least secure communication forms Mm -hmm. ever super interceptible so it could be just like a lot of bluetooth shit happening but also you could have the spirit of a furby inside of it a Furby. Oh my god. Furby. Those Does your guys' Furbies not do that? Because my Furby was always like, oh, and I'm like, what the fuck? You don't have batteries. <laughs> oh my god. Everyone's like, no. And Sasha's like, oh. No, I definitely did. <laughs> Sasha believes in ghosts. No. Oh. So I believe in Furbies. I believe in Furbies. <laughs> she just has nightmares of long Furbies. Violet, when you were talking about your interference, and I was like, maybe somebody's like 
somebody next door has something that's turned on to Bluetooth. And I was like, wait a minute, Violet lives in a house. Not everyone lives in an apartment, Macy. Not everything is so close together. (laughs) 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 I mean, in fairness, our neighbors are pretty close, so don't feel bad. But dear neighbors, I want to remind you that Violet's family is the only family that has lived in this house. And it was a new build. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. So it's ghosty for a non-ghost place. Yeah. Whatever was on the land that we built the house over, I was going to say, it's in the land. Yeah. It's in the land. It's poltergeist. It's in the poltergeist. Steven Spielberg. Okay, Maisie. (laughs) I was in the belter now. What the hell do you got going on? Oh, This evening. God, you guys, I don't even know if you're ready for this. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Everything's okay. Already sad. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. No. I'm, I'm excited gonna... and scared. You, I mean, you're gonna know. I'm gonna go in chronological order. It's gonna be great. Um, I found this case on a ranker list of all places. Gotta love ranker. Um... I just typed in true crime, and one of the lists a couple of scrolls down was like, what was the the major crime that happened in the year you were born? I was like, oh, sick. Okay, let's try this out. So I scrolled down to 1993, the year I was born, and I found a case, and I was like, oh, I know these names. These are buzzwords, and I looked into it, and I was like, ooh, I didn't know all this stuff about it. And then I found a docu-series on Amazon Prime, not sponsored, and it is, I watched all, there's four episodes, and I watched all four episodes today, so everything is fully pressed into my brain, Um, and that is going to be my main source for this case, and we're just going to get into it. (sighs) My heart pounding. Does that happen to other people? Before they start, get a little flustery. Okay. So, um, Lorena Gallo was born in Ecuador in 1969. Uh, when she was seven, her and her family moved to Venezuela. Uh, they, her parents worked really hard, but they were still what you would consider to be poor. So when she turned 16, and she was supposed to have a uh, quinceanera, did I say that right? Anyone? Quinceanera? Quinceanera, so, like, but it's when she turns 15. You know. Yeah. <laughs> the woman, becoming a woman celebration they do when they're 16. Uh, her family couldn't afford to throw her a party like that, so she said that she just wants to go to America. She just wants to visit America. And so they sent her, and she stayed with some family friends, and uh, she, that was just a trip, so she went back to Venezuela. She finished high school, and at the age of 18, she moved to Virginia, where she ended up living with those family friends. Um, she was with one of her um, friends, and they went to, they lived in Virginia, uh, and uh, they went to a, it says marine ball, but it wasn't like a ball ball, it was just like a bar that had like a singles night, and uh, she met uh john wayne bobbins does anyone know what i'm gonna be talking about yes 
Now, my brain has the eyebrow raise. I do. My brain knows it's in a folder. It's it's shuffling through the. It's alphabetizing. Hold on. I was in elementary school when this happened, and I'll never forget it because everybody made a song about it. It's we'll get into the media because wow, what a circus. Um. Okay. So John Wayne Bobbins. Let's see. Uh, he was born in 1967. He grew up in Niagara Falls, New York, which I admittedly didn't know as a place. Uh, he, his father was never present. Uh, he was taken away from his mother at a young age because she was addicted to drugs. Uh, um, he had two brothers, and they were all sent to live with his aunt and uncle. Um, he grew up with a big family. He went to church every Sunday. Uh, there was... In the documentary, the docu-series that I watched, um, he did say that when he was younger, most of his, like, brothers and cousins were molested by his uncle, but no one ever reported anything. So, that's a thing to keep in mind. Um, he graduated high school, and as soon as he turned 19, he enlisted in the Marines, because his, a bunch of his friends also wanted to be in the Marines, so... Uh, let's see. So they met at the ball in 1988. Uh, he was a lance corporal. And she was just there at the ball with her friend. And they got to talking and they hit it off pretty quickly. Um, they got married only nine months after they met. Um, there's... Every single aspect of this case has two sides to the story. So even when it comes down to the proposal about how they got married, um, John says that Lorena proposed to him, and she says that he proposed to her. Uh, either way, they were married in, like I said, about nine, ten months after they started dating, and their wedding was really small and just like friends and family. Um, I literally don't know why that information had everything rushing back to me that I'm pretty sure I know now. You're gonna know. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it all just came like like jolting back to me as soon as you said that. You were like, there's two sides to every story. I was like, ah! <laughs> There's okay. two sides to this story. Oh um, John likes to say there's three sides to every story. So, anyway. On how many people are involved? <laughs> I mean, is it? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, My brain is still indexing and I'm super mad at you're it. You're gonna know. You're gonna know. Um, I will say that Lorena was in the States uh, when she moved. She did go to community college in Virginia, so she was on a student visa. So a lot of people are like, maybe they just got married quickly so she could stay in the country. It's also very it's all- common for military families to marry exactly. that quickly. Yeah. Um, in Venezuela, though, when she was growing up, she would watch a lot of, like, whatever American TV they could get, and so she dreamed of living the American dream. She wanted to fall in love. She wanted to have kids. She wanted to buy a house and, you know, be in America. So, according to Lorena, the claims of abuse started right away. Um, in the documentary, they tell a story about they went out drinking with um John's friend Robert and they were all or it was like his friend or his brother 
but they were all, you know, kind of tipsy and they got in the car and Johnston was driving. Well, he started driving really erratically and Lorena got scared and she asked him to slow down and he got more erratic and she went to grab the steering wheel and he punched her in the chest. And whoever was in the back seat, whether it was his friend or his brother was like, like a, shaking his head, like, yeah, that's what you should do when she acts like that. So not a good example. In 1991, John was discharged from the Marines and he could not hold down a job. So uh, Lorena was the main breadwinner. She worked at a nail salon. She was BFFs with her boss, Jana, um, who comes into play later. Uh, Lorena also was a nanny for a little while to help bring in some money. Um, she, Lorena did uh, begin embezzling some money from her employer, which, you know, we're just going to lay out all the facts here. Uh, Jana says that Lorena embezzled seven grand from Jana, her boss. Um, Jana let her keep her job, but she had to pay back the money in full. So, and she did do community service for that crime. Um, 1991 was a crazy year for them because Lorena uh, realized that she was pregnant and she was really excited because that's all she wanted was to have a kid. And she goes to tell John by putting a bib on him and being like, you're going to be a dad. And he instantly gets mad. Um, in the documentary, she says that he beats her up and rapes her right then, like pretty quickly. Um, there's a lot of this type of stuff in this case. And um, he drove her to the abortion clinic and he made her get an abortion. Yeah, he, for, well, before he did that, he threatened to leave. And she was like, well, I don't want to do this on my own. And he was like, well, the only thing you can do is get an abortion. And she was like, I don't want to do that. And he's like, I don't care. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, but according to John, they decided that it wasn't the right time for both of them. And that they decided to abort together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like one after another. Um, we're going to skip ahead a couple years. This whole time, there is a... The documentary series... I'm just going to, I don't know what to call it. That's what I'm going to call it, the docuseries. Then I watched, um, we're just going to fast forward a little bit. She goes to trial and the testimonies are very upsetting. <laughs> and it is a lot. There was four years that they were together, that they were legally married. And there was a lot of different um, incidences where he would essentially just come home drunk and rape her, sodomize her. It's just, it's just all so bad. Um, so after a couple of years of this abuse, she, so Lorena says that she brought up the idea of a divorce to John and John says it was his idea. Um, she had already started to pack up her stuff and she took some of her things to their neighbor's house. And uh, she was, they all lived in an apartment building and she was going to, you know, stay over there once she was like, hey, we're going to get a divorce. Um, she was still scared of him and she decided to go to the police for help. Uh, this is on June 22nd, 1993. Uh, she went to go get 
a restraining order against John. And then when she got there and she had like the forms and stuff, the police were like, okay, this is going to take up to like three hours to process. And she didn't want to wait three hours. So she left before it was completed. So any, any uh, like thing you listen to was going to say that she went to the police and they didn't do anything. And I don't think that that's necessarily the case for this instance. Um, in the years that they were together, there was like a half dozen times that the police had to be called to the apartment, whether it was for um, like a domestic abuse between him and her or her and him. The police have been called a half dozen times. Mostly it was her calling on him and there was a couple of times that he had to call on her allegedly um so she went to the police on june 22nd they said it's gonna take three hours she said no thank you i'll deal with this later um so a friend had come by this is the next day june 23rd a friend had come by to stay with john and the two of them went out drinking for the night um lorena was already in bed she had her stuff in her neighbor's apartment but she still stayed she slept in their apartment for the time being, I guess, just so they could really talk things over. Um, she claims that she was asleep, and when he came home, he was drunk, and he laid down, then he rolled over, he uh, ripped her underwear, and that he laid on top of her and raped her, and... Um, she said she was, it's so crazy because in her, in the trial, she can tell you like every single detail. She was like, his right shoulder was over my mouth and I couldn't breathe. And she was like, I had to like, I had to like push him off so I could ask him what he was doing. And she said he didn't answer. And um, when he was done, she got up in the, like a zombie like state and she went to the kitchen and that's where we're going to stop because he says that he came home and after drinking with his friend and he lay down in bed and that she made advances towards him. And in both stories, he still ends up on top of her. So according to her, she didn't know what was happening. She wakes up, he's on top of her. According to him, she made advances towards him, but he still ends up on top of her. Are we, does this make sense? Yes. Okay. I think there is a trauma response that's like perfect memory. It's obviously rare because most of the time your brain's like, no, thank you. Right. So that is cool. But then also drunk people don't remember stories. Right. <laughs> so, oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, this was just the beginning. So, <laughs> so she. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, let me get my seatbelt yeah it's okay uh yeah buckle up guys uh so she is in the kitchen now she gets a glass of water and she says that she is like just zoned out in a zombie like state she said the only light on in the house was the refrigerator light and she looks on the kitchen counter and she sees a knife so she grabs a knife she goes upstairs to where john is and while he's asleep, sleep or passed out, um, she pulls down the sheet and slices his penis off. 
Yeah. I do know this. I literally have like the funniest story about this at the end. So Oh, I'm so you're gonna need a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to hear it. Um yeah, she cuts his dick off <laughs> with like a, a the, kitchen utensil <laughs> with a knife, a long ass knife, you'll see. Um, and the like medical examiners and stuff were like this is one of the cleanest cuts we've ever seen. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> don't know how she did it the way Woman she did on a mission. <laughs> just like, just, yeah, try, try her. You ever um, seen a carrot? <laughs> ooh. Oh, God. They showed pictures in the documentary, too. That's a lot. Of the but, penis? Yeah. No shit, I'm watching yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's <wild. laughs> Okay, so okay, woo! She cuts it off. She's got it in her hand. She's out the door. John, uh, intoxicated, looks down and he's like, "I'm bleeding," and proceeds to freak out. Um, she's out of the house, and uh, she's got the penis in one hand. She grabbed her purse and her keys, and she gets in the car. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I don't know what else to do. And I've already said penis so many times. Um, so, let's see. Let me get my thoughts together. So, she's driving down the road. She literally has her hand on one wheel, the penis in the other. Oh, she had it in her left hand, apparently. Um, she was driving. She's, like, kind of freaking out. She was in shock. Like, she doesn't really remember this part. Who knows? Um, she throws it out the window. <laughs> she doesn't know what to do, so she throws it out the window. <laughs> And it caught with a penis penis tanned, right? Red penis tan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, and it ends up in like a tall patch of grass outside of a Seven Eleven, like across the street from a Seven Eleven. So where it belongs, Seven <laughs> Eleven. So she's freaking out. Um, she goes to her friend Jana's house, and she's knocking on the door. She's banging on the door. It, this happened at four a.m. BTW. Um, she's knocking on Jana's door, and Jana's like, whoa, hey, oh, uh, what's going on? And she's like, I cut his penis off. And she's like, what? <laughs> so, uh, Jana takes, um, Lorraine into the hospital, and then John gets his friend, wakes his friend up, and then they go to the hospital. So, everyone's at the same hospital. They're just in separate wings. So, John is at the hospital. The police have been dispatched. It's so hilarious when they play the dispatch on the docuseries because no one wants to say the word penis. So they're like, an appendage has been lost. We need to find the appendage. And the guy's like, I don't know, what am I looking for? Like a finger? And they're just like, you'll know. You'll know when you see it. And so um, they have um, dispatch is called out. The, like The firefighters are out there. They all know what they're looking for. And they're like, Lorena, is there any, do you know where you could have thrown it? And she was like, I don't know. Like, I think it was near 7-Eleven. And they were like, okay, great. So they go and they find it. And this firefighter, I forgot his name. This is just a fun tidbit. Um, he stepped on it. That's how he found it. And he was a religious guy. So he didn't want to touch it. So he made some rookie touch. It. <laughs> but they got some ice from the 7-Eleven and 
got it back to the hospital and they had a microsurgeon. When you which... said... What? One. I died. I died. <laughs> but what? When you said ice, I thought you meant like an icy, like they just grabbed a slot. <laughs> and they're like, All right, we got the day. Icy, please. That was three gold nuggets in a row. Didn't everywhere. didn't want to touch it. Ice from the 7 Eleven. Microsurgeon. Exactly. <laughs> all those magnifying glass jokes I used to use are all circling back. They all okay, come back. Sorry. I I know yeah. this is not a funny case, but. It is, though. Yeah. Oh, it is. Especially so, after you guys read what I just messaged you all. I know. I kind of want to read it. Should I, I mean, read it wait on the air? You okay. can wait to the end. It was like a thing in elementary school. And I don't oh. know if it was just in our area or if it was like everybody. Oh, but no, just I to the you, end. It's not. That <laughs> okay. Maybe so, my friends were just weird. Okay. I don't know. have weird friends. I'll tell you that. <laughs> If they made a song about it. Um, okay, anyway. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. 7-Eleven ice. <laughs> there was no icy that was had. Um, yeah, so Lorena is arrested, and she's charged with malicious wounding. And if found guilty, she would have faced up to 20 years in prison. Um, yeah. Eventually, they try to cut her a deal where they're like, you can, shit, what did they do? They were like, you can serve four months, but you'll be free, but then you have to go back to, like, Venezuela, and she was like, I would rather fight my chances and stay in America, so, you know, words live by. Um, okay, so at first, no one knew then like when the news would get a hold of the story there was never any names involved because it was um what did they say i think they said one thing and then the trial like it didn't really apply but because it had to do with like a sex organ they were like we don't release names when it comes to things like that um and then there was like they mentioned this in the docuseries that there was like a change in the law all of a sudden but it came out in the newspaper that their name what their names were and then it was just like all hell broke loose for both parties um so like i said lorena was arrested but um john was also arrested for marital sexual assault um they decided to go ahead and do john's trial first and on November 8th, he was tried for the marital sexual assault, and he was found not guilty, which is bullshit. Okay, because they yeah. had witnesses coming out the wazoo. Literally, like, witnesses, okay, but even still, like, obviously it's way harder to prove, like, a rape than it is to, like, cut off a dude's dick. Like, obviously mm -hmm. there's evidence if you're missing your fucking dick. But right. there's no evidence when you, like, oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Right. The punishment for wounding, malicious wounding, is 20 years. Yeah. The punishment for rape is, I don't know, community service? We don't want to ruin his life. So if, then, he, if he was found guilty, he would have gotten life. Okay. I like that. 
I'm just also pissed that there's rape and like rape, but we're married. Like exactly. Well, this was the case in '93. I don't think that's the case anymore. Good. But I have to say, I did not look up the legal stances of that. But before that, it was like the dude could do anything, and you were property. Oh my god. Female. Okay. I know. (laughs) But now we rage. (laughs) Okay. Um. So they were gonna do. This is in the docu series. They were gonna do Lorena's trial for the malicious wounding um, on December twenty third, and people were like, "You can't do that. That's too close to the holidays. Nobody's gonna pay attention." And they were like, "Okay, true, good point." Uh, January tenth, it is. Uh, I will say though that as soon as um, Lorena's name was released to the public, like. She's the one that cut off this guy's dick. Not only was that the only thing anyone was talking about when it came to this case, not the years and years of abuse that she went through to get to that point. Um, her friend Jana did uh, hire, like, a PR person for her. So any he is in the docuseries, too, and he says any time – he said, I told Lorena that any time anyone came up to her and was like, can we just get a quick comment about blah, 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 he was like, you hand them my card. And so she literally talked to – one in the press and everything went through this dude um why did i decide to bring that up anyway probably the, because uh, why would you trust a dude to be like i promise i won't talk about the fact that you cut off his penis but how can you not talk about that really you know what i mean like, right no but that guy was that guy was good he helped oh he's the good guy oh, okay yeah just, he's good he's good Shade it was over. just like an extra layer of protection for her from her friend Jana um let's see her trial her trial was what got me the most when i sent you guys that photo of like i'm i'm in this blanket forever i was watching her trial it was very upsetting um there's a lot of details about the acts there's a lot of times when these attorneys and the prosecutors were questioning her she the entire time they show her in a courtroom she looks like she's about to puke like this is not someone that made a plan to cut off a guy's dick and be okay with being in a courtroom and be like sneaky about stuff because she is just look like she's gonna vomit at any point um they have so many witnesses for her trial it's not even funny her trial um it went on from the 10th to the 22nd is when they finally came to the decision, decision. But they had some of John's friends as a witness for her. Because apparently John would talk about how he likes to um, have four sex. And one of the attorneys was like, how do you know he wasn't just kidding around? And his friend was like, oh, he, he wasn't kidding. And it's just like, it's, it's so, so many women that were in Lorena's life came to witness for her she had for the last like four years she had like obvious bruises on her arms and like around her neck and she just like slowly and slowly started getting more like panicky and small and by the time she was on trial in 1994 she was 95 pounds so this is a woman that's gone through a lot a lot of shit and i'm not saying that she didn't like she wasn't perfect she'd already served some time she made some bad decisions but that does not 
that does not equal to anything that had happened to her. And it's just so shitty. And I don't know why I'm on the soapbox, but it was kind of a lot to watch that trial. <laughs> but I will never not recommend that docuseries. Um, so, sorry about that. Side tangent. Um, uh, let's see. I kind of want to talk about more of the witnesses, but one of them that really stuck out to me was they had always lived in an apartment building, so everyone could always hear all kinds of things. And then they had neighbors witnessing, like, you know, we always heard yelling, but it was always him and never really her. We could never hear her. And one of the neighbors was an old lady that had, like, she had, like, an oxygen, like, oxygen tube in her nose and everything. And she said, um, she was like, I heard them fighting so much, I gave Lorena pamphlets on like what to do in a abusive domestic relationship and at the crime scene on the nightstand on her side there was two uh pamphlets that are like how to deal with rape and sexual assault and like domestic abuse so that kind of teared me up because that lady was like i only know because i've been there and lorena got so much support from women that had been um abused in domestic situations there was a lot of people out in the streets there was a lot of like yelling for women's rights and it just kind of started this conversation that no one thought to have before because it was all about it was all about the dude and his penis literally that's all the media cared about um one of my favorite parts of the story as the trial was going on the and like the majority of the latina community really came through um so she this all happened in a little town in virginia and we all know virginia is connected to like you know dc and all these other places and so the latina community would bus in from dc from like connecticut and like all these random places from new york to show up and like one of the guys in the docuseries said that they would stand outside all day to see her for like 30 seconds but she didn't have any family in america so they were just trying to support her there's a story of a lady that was like i wanted to go and i tried to get on a bus and i was like how much is this trip going to cost me because i don't have any money and the bus driver was like don't worry about it my mom was abused and like it's like people would carpool to go just to see her for like a couple seconds like it's just so fucking heartwarming, you know? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, also is like one city <laughs> and then the rest are these like teeny tiny towns where it takes you like an hour to like 45 minutes to an hour to get to a grocery store. So like. Yeah, these people bust. Love it. It's, it's big. It's a big state with not very much in it. Mm-hmm. So. Bless their hearts. Sorry, I'm burping. Okay. Yeah. That was a lot. That was an emotional episode. Um, there's only four. <laughs> so, in her trial, uh, she was, the jury found her not guilty due to temporary insanity um, due to, like, PTSD. And they had so, they had four, I think, four psychiatrists, and it took one for it. This one psychiatrist dude was like, oh, yeah, I could definitely see how this would give her PTSD she's showing signs of ptsd and everybody else is like you know what yeah that does check out there's a specific incident when it comes to one of her um she like i said she was a manicurist and she had one client that came in and like saw her arms and was like 
kind of freaking out and got emotional and was like, I have to call someone. So she called the defense and then they used her on trial, which made the psychiatrist change his mind, which isn't that crazy. If that lady hadn't spoken up, like she probably would have gone to prison for 20 years. She'd probably still be there. <sighs> Sorry, side tangent. Um, okay, so since they said it was like PTSD and she was not guilty due to temporary insanity, um, she they show her in the courtroom like she doesn't really emote when they say not guilty. And then she realizes that uh, in the state of Virginia, when you have an, any type of insanity defense, if you are considered not guilty, then that means you do have to serve time in a psychiatric ward. So because it was a temporary insanity case, she served 45 days in the psychiatric ward. And at first she was like, this is my personal hell. Like these are white walls. No one's nice here. I've seen so many things already. Like it was just a bad time. And then she was released on March 1st and she looks so healthy. <laughs> Yeah. docu series she was like she said she had an attitude change while she was in there and she just like kind of changed her mindset and decided she just had to get through the psychiatric ward like day by day like you can't really overthink that type of thing about to say that woman probably needed some fucking therapy she it would have been horrible to have all of that happen and then just go back home yeah like that probably saved her that psychiatric ward which i feel like probably doesn't happen that often but um i feel like that was good for her uh she was released on march 1st in 1994 and she was deemed not a threat to herself or society so everyone was just like great let's let's get out of here um she officially filed for divorce from john john's adventure is not over yet though um six months after reyna is out of the psychiatric hospital. I don't know if you guys are ready for this part. John releases a porno called John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut. Um, after he moved to, yeah, who came really? on? I just heard. <laughs> he doesn't have a dick. He does. No, they, they successfully reattached it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's okay. I actually don't think I said they reattached it, but they did. Spoiler alert. And that should he, literally like tell you everything that you need to know about this case. Also, they only cared also, about the like, dick. Yeah, like what kind of well, also what kind of jackass like goes on trail for rape, gets away with it, and then makes a porno. Oh yeah. He makes oh, two guys, James. <laughs> <laughs> So after trial, he moves to Vegas where he met Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> shame on you, Ron Jeremy. Shame. Oh, there's so much shame, shame on your cow. So much your family Dishonor on you. Your whole Dishonor family cow. Um. So that was the first porno, and John said a porno seemed like the best way to show my penis worked. I hope he gets hit by a car. <sighs> like not the good way where you like die instantly like the bad way where like you're flung into the interstate and hit by several more cars yeah and then amir takes the penis off again yes <laughs> oh god <sighs> if so someone I... doesn't deserve a dick it's that guy right um, i deserve a dick more than that <laughs> 
So after the movie premiere, because um, his publicist and people were like, you know what? We really feel like this is going to change his image. Let's give him a legit premiere. He, John was charged with a uh, misdemeanor domestic battery against his girlfriend, Christina Elliott. Uh, he served 12 of 15 days. So I'm sure he changed a lot that time. Um, they, John and Lorena's divorce was finalized in 1995. 1996, he releases a second porno called Frankenpenis. Yeah, you want to know who had a hand in that one? Any big, big, big names? Is it Howard like Stern. A, like, oh, wow. That's not. Yeah. I thought you were like, who had a hand in it? And I was like, literally, like. No. Howard Stern loved John Wayne Bobbins. Uh, John Wayne made multiple appearances on the Howard Stern show. Um, Howard Stern held a telethon for uh john when it came to his medical bills and when anyone would call and donate there was a gigantic penis that would like go up with the numbers so howard stern really loved this and i would love to see there are some terrible quotes from him about lorena and i would love to see what he has to say about it now but i didn't care to look because i was so disgusted (laughs) He also gets hit by a car. That's it, like, there was, well, we'll get into that at the end of it. Um, He was arrested again in 1999. Uh, There was an instance where he worked at a place, I forgot what the first part of it's called, but it's like the, it was like, it was a brothel, essentially. It was like bunny something or whatever, and he started as a bouncer, and then they let him drive the limo, and he, like, couldn't apparently this guy like couldn't open coconuts like he was so dumb they he couldn't hold a job for anything um he ran away with one of the girls that worked at the brothel her name was desiree and she paid for his apartment in new york and like where he's from uh niagara falls new york and she still lived in vegas and she would pay for his apartment and still make trips like back and forth And she went to visit one day, and he became angry about something, and he started to beat her, and he essentially held her hostage there for three days, um, torturing her the whole time. Um, There was a 12-year-old that witnessed him dangling her over the balcony of the apartment, and uh, (laughs) I don't think he served any time for that. What? Yeah. (laughs) I'm a loser. He was famous. Yeah, the 90s were wild. Um, uh, He was arrested for uh, grand larceny. He was found... Oh, that was the same year of Desiree, too. Uh, In 2002, he was charged with battering his third wife, but found not guilty. So, this guy loves to be in trouble, and the media loves to, like, have him not be guilty. Uh, Lorena did go on to finished community college and she met her now husband they have at least one daughter they do have a daughter but we're not going to say her name um lorena went on to start the lorena's red wagon foundation a nonprofit that helps domestic abuse survivors and 
um, she was just really active in that community. They made a joint television appearance um, in 2009 for The Insider, and that was the literally only time they ever um, had seen each other since the trials. And in 2019, the last thing that happened was the, the Lorena docuseries premieres on Amazon, and it is a wild time. Um, the docuseries, like I said, is called Lorena, and it is, let me get the filmmaker's name, because it was really, really good. But it was produced by Jordan Peele. My man. Isn't that crazy? I love it's, it. It's crazy that, like, oh my god, I hate this. I hate everything except for Jordan Peele. <laughs> yeah, right. Just kidding. So I listened to um, a podcast where they interviewed. Oh God, I meant to get his name. The filmmaker, his name is like Joshua, and he had done a couple of other. Yeah, Joshua Rafe. He done a couple of other true crime docu series, and he met Jordan Peele at some kind of a like a South by Southwest thing. And they got to talking, and it was right around when Get Out was about to premiere that Joshua was, like, had talked to Lorena, and she was like, yeah, I'll do the show with you. And Jordan was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want in. So I thought that was crazy how they met up. But the media, um, let's, let's read that thing Cody sent. How about that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I will also not sing it. Um. Is, this, <laughs> is this like a it. song that the kids would sing? Yes. You know the song from The Lion King? Yeah. It says, uh, the song from The Lion King, uh, in the bedroom, the mighty bedroom, John Bobbitt sleeps tonight. In the kitchen, the mighty kitchen, Lorena gets the knife. Dude, people were relentless when it came to the media. Listen to this bullshit. Okay. Side story. Um, John Wayne Bobbitt, after his trial... Because he had like a little celebratory tour. He got a band. Guess what the band? You won't guess what the band's name is. But it's it was called Sav or Severed Parts. So he had these fucking t-shirts with like, it's Lorena's caricature holding a knife. And across the top it says Severed Parts. And on the back he's of the t-shirt. He's still using the, her. Like, yes. even yeah. after all he put her through, he's using her to still be a famous person. Even it's though he's still- a piece of shit scary because at the end of this docuseries they show her in her living room and she's reading these love letters that he's like currently today sending her oh there's so there's so many spread out on the table it's haunting um yeah i just there's probably more i could talk about but i feel like everybody why isn't there like a no contact where he's not allowed to contact her after that like you would think Probably because he's super famous for uh, being a pussy and getting his dick chopped off. And oh my God, that upsets me so much. Yeah. I hope it gets chopped off again. But like with the cheese grater. I'm sure it's not <laughs> great. Like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Like I had a sister moved in my neck and my neck to this day is still scarred and numb where that scar is so i can't imagine that that fucker has any feeling in his dick okay so turns out he did make a full recovery everything was in he's lying everything was in (laughs) shape but it gets better because howard stern had him on a show 
And he was like, okay, what's this rumor that you're going to go get a, like, penis enlargement? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm for sure doing that. So he had a surgeon on the Howard Stern show, and they were talking about how they, we see no flaw in this plan, that it's going to go great. And he turns out he's botched. <laughs> this guy botches him. Yes. In, like, a bad way. It's and karma. They show, they, they interview the... Uh, microsurgeon from before and he was like yeah I wish he would have consulted me because I never would have said that you should that's not something you should ever do <laughs> I don't know if he, why he did. that was a good idea you're lucky to have a dick please I leave know. it the way it is I yeah. would just keep what an like arrogant cocky narcissistic yeah. asshole there also I mean, like penis enlargement for someone that had to go to a microsurgeon. Oh, just saying. <laughs> so, a microsurgeon does not have like anything to do with thumb now. size. No. I let us have this, like To think about it. <laughs> <laughs> just let us have it. <laughs> I know, I know. But... You know why it was a clean cut? Because it was like chopping off a worm. Microsurgeon. <laughs> they do other things. <laughs> oh, but They do yeah. other things. Poor microsurgeons. We've yeah. just lost all of our microsurgeon listeners. Come back. Heck, you we had a bunch it. of those anyway yeah right <laughs> um yeah the media had a field day there was a really terrible snl skit like god i'll send it to the group um with uh rosie o'donnell that plays lorena oh i bet that was uh, it's funny. not it's not good um and i think <laughs> i think it's martin short that plays uh john but they are on a talk show and the talk show host makes her apologize to his penis. I think I remember seeing that. Everyone had a field day. And even now, like, she went on the Steve Harvey show in the last few years. And he was like, okay, I get, like, why you did it. But he was like, why did you have to walk away with it? Like, why couldn't you just leave it on the pillow? Like, everybody's laughing. And she's laughing. Like, she makes a joke out of it. And in an interview, she says, I don't mind laughing about this stuff now, 22 years later. But... As long as I can bring some attention to, like, how domestic violence is so real and we can focus our attention back on that and not so much the penis thing yeah. anymore. And everybody's like, yeah, fair, woo! So, yeah. That was, uh, that's what happened in the year I was born. <laughs> and I was in the fourth grade singing the Lion King theme song to it. Stop it. Stop it. Actually, that was probably like sixth grade or something because I think that's when the line, fifth grade maybe. I feel like we can't remember when The Lion King came out. The Lion King came out in like 89. No, it was like 95. No. Hold on. Yeah. The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast came out in In 89. 92. I think, I think The Lion King came out. Before I was in like fifth or sixth grade, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I can't remember. I just know the little mermaid came Google out before it. I was born. Ninety-four. Um, Ninety-four. Okay. We so, should yeah. all do the year we were born, though, because I don't think any of us were born the same year. No, that's no. crazy. Let me see if I can find the ranker thing. Um, I do. Um, mine would be good because I was born in like eighty-four, so I'd have some like. Oof. Oh God, there's no telling what you'd have. Yeah. Um. I do want to say, though, if you are in a situation or you know someone in a situation that is uh, very domestic, violent, heavy, or if you feel like someone needs help, I'm not talking about it, because that was the case for Lorena. Everyone saw her bruises. Everyone kind of 
you know, could see it in his eyes that maybe that's what was going on. But she was too scared to leave or to tell anyone. And if you or you know someone that's in that situation, you do have resources. There are people you can call. The um, National Domestic Violence Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. That's just one of the many resources you have nowadays. Um, At the end of that docuseries, it was cool because they kind of wrapped up how if you put this case in today's news, it wouldn't have gone the same way. And I think we're we're making progress when it comes to um, like women's rights and domestic violence, but we're not as close as we should be. So, perfectly said. Yeah, we love you. Take care of yourselves. Get some help if you need that. Any kind of help. Any kind of help. There's all kinds of numbers out there you can call. <laughs> not kidding. Um, I don't feel like a what we like this week is a good wrap up. No. So if it's okay with you guys, I think we'll just say goodbye. Bye, blowhards. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.